Joyolo by Taku. Chapter 1 A Different Dance. Joy doesn't love church. She only goes because Ma insists. Yes, hallelujah. She sings and rocks her body like everyone else, but her mind is always elsewhere. She wonders why Beata is late to church again. Beata has had Bo on the brain a lot lately, and it makes it hard for Joy to see her as much as she wants to. Pastor Joe is up at the front again, preaching from the depths of his toes, speaking about clearing out the spirits of poverty that move within the African community. Claim prosperity in this congregation. Joy rolls her eyes as she watches Ma digging in her bag for her wallet. Hallelujah! After the service, she's standing in the women's queue behind Ma. How are you, sister? Pastor Joe walks yes. down the line, morning, greeting Auntie. everyone. Hello, and when sister. he gets to Joy... Hello, young sister. He shakes her hand, then gently scratches the inside of her palm with his middle finger. Ew! She jolts and looks at him in shock, but he just smiles and moves to the next person in line. Oh, hello. <laughs> Joy watches him, yes. but it seems no one else is getting the weird palm scratch thing. As she turns to face the front again, that girl catches her eye. Why the hell is she smiling at me like that? Joy doesn't like Pastor Joe, and she definitely doesn't like that girl. Hi everyone, and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I am Taku Mbudzi, recording my podcast in sunny Melbourne, Australia. This podcast is all about writing, the stories that I'm writing, the shows that I'm working on, and everything else that's happening in my writing world. So today I have woken up and had a magical epiphany about my story, Joyolo. It's a radio story that I've been producing for the last couple of months. I'd first aired, uh, the first chapter of it, first aired on PBS FM, oh gosh, I can't even remember the date, it's been a couple of weeks, and it was just mind-blowing, because what I'd done was gone into the studio with my story and some voice actors, and they played the parts within my story. And with Joyolo, it's been something that I've been working on for quite a while because I do definitely want to see it become something on screen. So whether it's a movie or whether it's a TV series, I don't know yet, but I definitely visualize these characters as being people that are in the community around me in Australia. And and so what's happened is that um, you know, through producing this radio play, so an actual radio sound audio production, um, oh gosh, the magic that has come out of collaborating with the different artists who are voicing my characters, as well as working with different producers, as well as listening better, listening better, it's actually changing my characters. And it's changing how I feel them, how I think about them, how I write about them, and also how I express, uh, I guess, how I express them in a deeper way. So what I'm going to share with you today is what happened at the studio two weeks ago. We went in to record chapters two and three of Joyolo, and I had all the different actors in there. And one of the main characters in my story is the professor. 
So he's the father of Yolanda, who is one of the other main characters. So she's a girl in her teens who loves to dance, but her dad is a bit controlling and, you know, he's this professor, you know, he, he's all about status. He's all about, you know, my family and my children do this. And, you know, I want to be seen to be, you know, making a good impact in the community and that kind of vibe. He's just one of those guys. And so what's happened is Yolanda has auditioned for a dance program that the professor has set up. And the professor's gotten funding from the government to run this program in the community. But the professor has told his child, you're going to audition for it because I run, um, because I set it up and I expect my daughter to be part of it. So he's that kind of vibe. And she doesn't really want to do it. So anyway, she goes to this audition and she auditions. Now in the story, I haven't said yet what she's done. However, one of the judges at the, com at the competition, actually not the competition, sorry, at the audition is the church pastor. So he's the, you know, the African pastor, he's a bit sus, but he's one of the judges. So when he sees what she does, ooh, somehow it gets back to the professor. So anyways, as we're recording this scene now, where the professor is telling off his daughter, the words that I'd written, I think I'd written something like, oh, pastor said you were gyrating on the floor and trying to have sex with the floor, something like that. That's how I first wrote it. But when we were recording it, the guy who is playing the character of the professor, his name is Stani, and he was like, nah, I don't think the professor would say this because what did the pastor say to him? And it just kind of took us off on this tangent, now exploring what was the backstory to that conversation between those two men. So I'm just going to play you a snippet of what unfolded as we were doing that uh, and just a little bit of how we were sort of talking about it. And I was in the beginning, I'm actually explaining to Bem, who plays the pastor, um, because... <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounds a bit crazy and confusing, but when I'm recording with the different artists, I might not have all of them in the studio at the same time. So Bem, who plays the pastor, was out in the kitchen and I went to get him to bring him back into the studio to say to him, dude, this is what's happening. Now, since you play the pastor, maybe you can give us insight into what you think he would say to the professor. So it's a bit, uh, it's a bit muddly, but hopefully you'll get the sense of it. But at the end, just this little conversation changed how we then phrased that, that sentence in the actual final, uh, in the final recording. So here is us in the studio with, uh, I think there were maybe five of us in there. So you'll hear a couple of different voices. The fun bit of character development, story writing is, you know, you, you write these words and that's what you think the characters are saying. So I've written here um, that the, the professor is telling off his daughter after the phone call and he's saying, pastor says you're gyrating and pretending to have sex with the floor. And he said, I, I just don't think the professor would say that. I don't think that would come naturally to him because now I'm curious, what did the pastor say to yeah. him? So that's what we're now trying to work out. Like, oh, yeah, that's a very good point. How would the pastor have said what his daughter did? 
because that's where the drama is for the professor. Mm. The shame of having the mm. pastor having sure. to come and tell you what your child it? was yeah. doing this. Yes. So we we just I just thought since you're playing a character, if you can think of anything or anybody else can, then it's just a fun little side tangent. Mm. But it also helps me as a writer because yeah. those mm. are the kinds of things I need to to look out for, like how how these characters really think and feel. I feel like the pastor would be like, David, dance to the glory of God. Your daughter is dancing to the glory of herself or something oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, or the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Biblical reference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I, I really like Very churchy. Very churchy. Yeah, something evil about it. Something, yes. something uh, ungodly, yeah. ungodly yeah. about it, exactly. Mm-hmm. However, bearing in mind that the pastor is, from what I hear, very respectful of the professor, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think he'd be lecturing him about the sort of the virtue of. I think he'd be trying to convey it in the most respectful but um, disapproving way. Mm -hmm. So it's somewhere between there where it's respecting the father that, look, I'm not suggesting you're responsible, but you kind of are. (laughs) And so um, it would be somewhere between... um, Oh, crikey. Um, I'm trying to remember something, a documentary I saw where the... uh, Because the drama, certainly for our community, is the the whole thing about um, children being exposed to sort of... Sorry, can I go and take yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, he's got a phone call. Yes. But we can continue. Oh, I might... Okay. Oh, the suspense. Because I could see the blue light for the phone. And I was going, oh, wait, are we on air? What's going on? I was panicking. But we're not. Um, <laughs> I was, I was yes. saying to um, him earlier about... Um, Pastor Joe would say, perhaps, I don't know, say uh, sort of, um, you know, she was... Crying or ringing on the floor like a snake. Oh, writhing. Writhing on the floor like a snake. Oh, yeah. Because the snake is also in the the Bible. Yeah, Yeah, you know. Um, So, yeah, it's just. Yeah, actually, that that sounds and feels better. Because it's. It can. I mean, if you're not familiar with the. the reference, the biblical reference, it might just be something in biology, yes. where the snake is like just carrying on like a like you know like a cat on a hot on a hot tin roof type thing, you know. Um, but nonetheless, it nonetheless it is something that is not approved of, mm-hmm. something that is looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So she just said, I like I kind of like that. So she said, suggesting that maybe the pastor would say she was writhing on the floor like yes. a snake. Because yes. it's that whole biblical mm. thing when I think it's Moses throws his staff on the yeah. floor okay. and then it's a snake. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of okay. like that. Okay. So we can potentially try what try that. So it says yep, you were sure. gyrating and Gyrate. So what was the... What, what, what was, Ra- sorry, I'm not hearing. Writhing. Writhing. Writhing so, on the floor okay. like a like a snake or okay. something, I don't know, yeah. whichever way you want to. Which is good, because then the next question I mean, is, how is that possible? You how know, is uncontrollably that? or whatever, yes. I mean, whatever words yes. you want to put in yes. there. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that was a nice little side segue. I actually recorded that, so I don't know what we'll do with it. But, anyways, <laughs> you know, just, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so as I was saying, you know, we ended up saying writhing on the floor like a snake, which is so much deeper in so many ways the impact it would have on the professor hearing that from the pastor is so much deeper than how I originally wrote it. And that's what I'm loving about working with these different people who are in this cast at the moment is that this is not the first time that they're giving me these insights or these feedback um, that feeds into how I'm writing or how I'm thinking about my characters. And Sometimes it's not even the words that they say. It might be how they read them. It might be how they interpret them as well. It might be their facial expressions as they're reading and I'm watching them. And these are little snippets that are, you know, sort of feeding into a deeper... It's almost like I've got, a, I've got an archive of my characters or like I've got a binder or a folder of my different characters. And so as I'm watching the voice actors, I just take these little snippets and I add them into the little folder for that character or whatever. And I mean, I cannot, I can't even explain it. I don't know if I'm doing this justice, but all I know is having people, real people read my words is changing something at a deeper level for how I'm visualizing how I might cast and write and you know write the screenplay for whatever it is that will be the visual representation of the story and I'm very very grateful for this because it's been an unexpected process to use sound and radio to explore the story so another big thing which inspired this episode today that happened is the fact that I have been trying to find somebody to voice the character Joy's mother. So I've got another character called Joy. She's the main one. She's the one who loves words and she's written this poem and she's really, you know, really fired up and upset about it. But she's got her mother and a brother that she lives with and her mom is a single mom. So all this time, even from, from last year when I wrote the story, I imagined that Joy's mom was African as well. I didn't even really think about it. I just said, yep, she's African. But I know that she is more, um, she's almost like the character or the person that the community is shunning. So they shun her. People don't really like her. People, you know, they, they shun her. So that's kind of the main thing or the main vibe I've been feeling for this mum. And so she appears in chapter two and I just could not find the voice for her because when I look and I'm casting for the voice, I'm also looking for just, there's just a feel for how I think the character will sound. And so I haven't been finding it. I haven't been finding it. And then this morning I had this epiphany because now I have somebody in mind but they're not African. So I've gone, what? Joy's mum isn't African. <gasps> if she's not African, then she's... And now that character has completely changed. So she's still somebody who the community shuns, but now, oh my God, I, I wish I could explain to you the depth at which now I've just seen this character's life unfold in my mind's eye. 
And in fact, I'm, I'm on this podcast just to tell you about it, but then I'm afterwards I'm going to be writing about it because I just need to write. And what I do with my characters is I, I ask questions. I do different character um I have different character files. So I just go in there and I write ideas. So what is she like? What is she thinking? What has she been through? What does she want? And so that's what I want to write about this character who has now changed race pretty much. And the fact that she's changed race is now pushing the story in a completely new way, but a way that is adding a new level that I didn't expect. And the excitement, I tell you, the excitement is ridiculous right now. And it's come after reading also Colin McCann's book called Letters to a Young Writer. Um, I'm actually probably going to do a review of it in the next couple of whenever I get the chance to. But it's a book about writing for writers. And one of the big things that I got out of reading it was how you should write about things that you don't know. So, you know, it's very easy to write from our life experiences and things that we've lived, but he was challenging writers to write about things that they don't know. So the fact that now this character has come up and she's changed her heritage and her ethnicity has changed. And now I want to write about her because I feel like I kind of already know her, but I don't, is an exhilarating experience. And... I just had to come in here and tell you guys about it that through working with my cast currently for this radio play through trying to find new cast members and then listening to the people around me and just listening listening both with my ears but listening with my gut and something else i am loving mm-mm, mm-mm, people ish i'm <clears throat> I am almost preaching. I am loving how my characters are developing. To me, this is creative development. To me, this is character development. And I know for sure that it's going to take some time and more work like this and playing and pushing and pulling and experimenting and chucking out and, and you know, unpacking and breaking and twisting and cracking and everything of the story before it does become something that comes on screen. But if this is a taste of what's to come, I cannot wait to see how it eventually comes out. I'm telling you guys, I am dying. These amazing people who have been so generous with their time, their talent, their energy to come and help me, to come and work with me, to come and play with me, to come and collaborate with me. Oh my gosh, they are giving me such joy right now. They are giving me such joy. So I can't wait to share with you chapters two and three once they're out. We're pretty much done. Uh, I think we're 90% done recording the voices. And then I have to do all the other editing. So editing, so adding the, you know, the atmospheres, the sound effects, the, all of that stuff before it's ready to present. But whew, people, I just need you to know I am in feels right now. I am on fire. Joy Yolo is going to be something. I don't know what, but it's now feeling like it's bigger than I am because of these beautiful people who are working with me. It's no longer my story. It is literally our story. And I guess me sitting here is almost to tell you how grateful and excited I am. But also I just need to tell the world that I'm so grateful for these amazing people. And ish, okay. 
I think I've said enough. <laughs> All right. So if you are curious and you want to hear chapter one that we recorded a couple of weeks ago, you can find that as episode 40. So number four zero on this very same podcast. So if you scroll down, uh, you will find it episode 40. If you want to hear about the sound effects that I used during the episode and then also one of the other sessions we had with the actors talking about comparing ourselves to others, I think that's episode 37. And also if you want to hear um, any other things that I'm working on to do with this creative writing and all of that, um, yeah, just scroll through the different topics that I have. I've got 50 plus episodes now. There is a lot of exciting stuff that's happening. And right now, Joyolo is definitely something. It is something. So my name is Taku. Thank you for listening to Two Words with Taku. If you want to follow me on social media, I am mainly on Instagram and Twitter once in a while. And my handle is at Taku Speaks. So that's where you'll find me. Or you can just go through my website, taku.com.au, and it has all my links. So podcast episodes, social media um, links, and, you know, cool photos and stuff. That's where you'll find me. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a fabulous day. I have lots of exciting writing to do. All right. See you.